0: Welcome to the Cash Flow Guys podcast. I'm going to cut straight to the chase this week, guys. You know who this is, you know where you are. Today we're going to talk about business credit and whether it's fibbing or fraud, and you might be thinking to yourself, what the hell is he talking about? Business credit. Well, here's the deal. And I've been thinking about I was I've been thinking about doing an episode about this for probably a year now. As a YouTuber, as a podcaster, I get bombarded with all these companies that want me to give them a shout out, give them an interview, yada, yada, yada. They want to sponsor the show and I'm all for sponsors provided that number one, I agree with the the business model because I'm not going to put something on my show that does harm to people. Well, what would be the point of that? Because for me, it's not about the money. Otherwise you'd be paying to listen to my show right now. It's about good business. It's about ethics. And we're going to talk about that today, but I want to start with business funding and business credit. I'm seeing a ton of this out of the marketplace right now I'm seeing it literally everywhere and I mean absolutely everywhere business funding business credit business lines of credit business credit cards don't worry it's not going to impact your personal credit report let's start there shall we boys and girls this episode is meant to save you from yourself to save you from in my opinion the scumbags at the credit card companies, because they are there to rip you off of every possible penny they can get out of you. In a way, it's legalized theft, because it's, I guess, legal to have credit cards, right? And they put everything in the disclosures that are 600 pages long. I'm embellishing, of course, on that. But you ever look at the credit card disclaimer or the disclosures on their websites, you actually have to scroll a lot to get to the bottom of that disclaimer they make sure that no matter what they're going to win against you and then comes along business credit and business funding and business credit card companies wearing their little cape going out and saying they're going to save the world and since everything is so great in the economy they're going to help you build your business and have a great 2019 and a prosperous 2020 by making sure you can get as much money as you want in business credit as quick as a few weeks so that you can supercharge your business. Okay, let's start with supercharging your business. I'm going to give you a little financial lesson. If you need a credit card to operate your business, you don't have a business. You have debt. You have a hobby that costs you money. Okay, fact. When businesses used to get started, people got started with grit, sweat, getting stuff done. That's the way I started this company. Going out and swiping a credit card is not financing a business. It's getting into credit card debt. Well, don't worry, Tyler. It's business debt. Does that mean you don't intend on paying it back? Well, no. But it's not going to count against me personally. Okay, bucko, go ahead and not pay that credit card bill. And let's see if Chase or Bank of America or one of these companies is going to give you a credit card is going to let you just walk away scot-free. Let's see if they're gonna say, don't worry about it, it's business credit when they go twinkle twinkle with the little cheeks. It's okay, we don't really want the money back because you're a business. Are you kidding me? They can figure out in 10 seconds who you really are when they have a motivation to do so. So on the front end of this, boys and girls, they want to issue you credit because once they've got you sucked in, they know that you can be highly collectible. Do not believe the hype, do not believe the lies the misrepresentation when people tell you that business credit will have no impact on your personal credit or on you personally at all. They even say that will not impact you personally. Really, what if you don't pay the bill? Because here's the thing, how do they give credit cards, ever wonder this? How do they ever give credit cards to brand new businesses that never before existed that have no credit record, no track record, no net worth, no assets, no cash, how do they do that? Well, they look at you. You ever notice that some of these are like, we're not going to use your credit, but you need to have a 680 credit score to qualify. Well, if I you're not going to use my credit, why do I need a 680 to qualify? Ask yourself that question, boys and girls. There are companies all across America that tote themselves. They've got they they get a hero's welcome at events. The people that are saving the world because they're able to, they're they're willing to give you credit. Why do you think they're a hero? Why is that? Because the people that think these companies are heroes instead of villains are the people that shouldn't have credit cards in the first place. They're the people that know they're not allowed by traditional standards to take on credit cards because the credit card industry has already told them that they're unqualified because they don't pay their bills on time. So leave it to great old American ingenuity to come up with a way to get around the system. And you're probably thinking, well, who cares? The only person that really gets, the the only entity that gets screwed here is the bank. I disagree. Here's why. Who do you think bails these banks out when they fail? Have you been paying attention in the last, I don't know, five decades? Every time something goes wrong in the financial space, what happens? Washington runs to their aid and they pay for that. How do they pay for that? With bounce checks. And how do they pay for the bounce checks? Well, they tax America. That's how they do that. So, boys and girls, you're creating your own demise. Forget about what it'll do to you personally. Think about what it does to us as a country. It's ridiculous. It's nothing more than a piece of cheese on a rat trap. Understand this. you do not. If you have to use a credit card to buy a house, well, you don't deserve to be buying a house. That's a fact. That means that you're too lazy to simply go raise the money from another individual to fund the deal for you. Or maybe the deal sucks so bad that you don't have the gall, or let me say the balls, to go talk to somebody and talk to them about the deal. You know it sucks, and you just got to do a deal so your buddies think you look cool, and you can keep up with those Lambo payments, so you're going to go get a $100,000 line of business credit so you can go buy crack houses in Chicago, because that'll be great, because you own 100 doors. Well, they're all crack houses, and they're empty. Who cares? (laughs) Doesn't matter. Zero interest, boys and girls is an absolute lie. Maybe in 12 to 18 months, they'll let you go zero interest. But after that, they're going to whack you and they're going to whack you hard. I want to start by talking about financial prison. But before we even get started, these companies that have reached out to me, I'm going to you an email I got from one of them. I'm not going to identify the company because I, I don't want to single out any one of these credit card uh, processing or credit card requesting or applying companies or whatever they present themselves to be financial gods with capes, I don't want a single one out because I think they all are pretty much the same because they all endorsed you going out and overextending yourself by terms of, in my opinion, fraud. Because if you were honest with your position, there's not a credit card company in the world that would give a business with zero credit, zero assets, and no personal guarantee a line of credit. They're manufacturing the results. But let's go ahead and get started with what does it cost you out of the gate? A lot of these companies I've looked into and again I'm not going to go into specific names, but a lot of these companies I looked into are asking somewhere between $3 and $4,000 to get started. Okay, so for $3 to $4,000 they're going to take you on as an annual fee and they're going to go in and do whatever they got to do to manufacture your file to make you creditworthy. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll have you if you're not a business already, and I just read this on a very popular blog that I used to read as until today I'm no longer reading them because I'm appalled at their lack of, I'm I'm just shocked that they would even, that the operators would even go through this, that they would outwardly and openly and more important document their own fraud or consent to fraud. It just blows me away. And I know these are tough accusations to make. I get it. But here's the thing before long, you're going to see all this come crashing down. And then when it does, it's going to be like, like cockroaches when they turn on the kitchen light everybody's gonna think, oh, it's not my fault. The big bad company made me do it. And it's Wall Street's fault, and it's the bank's fault, and it's Nancy Pelosi's fault, or it's Donald Trump's fault, or it's Hillary Clinton's fault. And But it certainly can't be my fault that I couldn't raise the money I needed or earn the money I needed, or go to a bank and get a loan to get the money I needed. I had to go to a credit card, the last resort. And then when I did the last resort, I went six figures into debt. But Tyler, they said it wouldn't count against my personal credit. They did, did they? Well, why don't you get them on the phone while their number's disconnected? Oh, how shocking. You know why? Because they're in Aruba right now sitting on a private yacht because they made millions of dollars off of you and all the other people they sucked into this. The sad fact here, boys and girls, is that this is going to have a very severe, very extreme impact on a lot of people that I simply believe don't know any better. The purpose of this episode is to hopefully stop one of you from doing this. If I can just stop one of the tens of thousands of people that listen to me every single week from doing this, please listen to this episode. Let me go through the steps on this. I want you to, I want to expose this to you so you're crystal clear on what's going on. And let me start this episode with today's my birthday. It's October 28th, it's Monday. I'm recording this podcast a week early because my team beat me up for not having my podcast episodes in on time. I'm usually recording them at like three o'clock on Thursday. And (laughs) I'm doing it early now because they basically told me I had to or I was going to have to pay more to get done. But um, anyway, so today's my birthday. It's I'm 49. And guys, let me start with this. I've gotten suckered into these things in the past. but I was in the Army, back. And this is going back way back in the 80s, 88, 89, 90, 92. When I was in the Army, they everybody would loan money to the Army. I could buy a car, car stereo. I have big old speakers. I had a brand new 88 Mustang GT convertible. Boys and girls, I was 18 years old. Number one, I had no business driving an 88 Mustang convertible GT, first of all. No business whatsoever. They also financed it for me. And then I didn't like the Ford stereo, so I put another... I don't even remember how much stereo in it. And I used like all these military lending companies that would give you anything you wanted. Our barracks rooms were like the Taj Mahal and we had huge, massive speakers. That was back in the day, big old speakers. And we'd be kicking out the music and having a great old time. Got myself in all kinds of debt. I mean, hellacious debt had to go through bankruptcy, but way back when to get through that mess, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going there again. I'm trying to save you from a place that I've already been. The problem is, it's gotten 10 times worse today than it ever was in the, in the past. In the past, it was kind of, you did this behind the scenes, right? Because you didn't want to be that guy that went out and borrowed a bunch of money, right? In the army, it was okay because everybody was stupid. But today, for whatever reason, everybody's in this entitled mentality. It's like, let's not work real hard. Let's not really do anything or create a product or service to help somebody. Let's just go out and get a credit card because that makes perfect sense. Back in the day, people were still around you in your circle unless you're in the military, uh, we're around you in your circle that would say, hey, maybe you should figure out a plan B instead of borrowing the money on a credit card, because that could be kind of dangerous. Maybe. Well, but that's what this episode is going to be about. All right. So first, let's start with what these companies are willing to pay podcasters, YouTubers, and other media members. And I, with this, I don't mean to call out, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't really my intent here is not so much to call out my fellow podcasters to call out my fellow YouTubers and media members. But I think that you as the consumer need to understand the why, okay? Understand that these podcasters and YouTubers that are putting out, bringing these people on their shows and promoting them, they're not doing it because they think it's a great idea because if that's the case, they're clearly morons and they're, they sh- they have no business talking on the the topic of business or finance. Okay, they're just, they're, they're a complete train wreck if they really, truly in their heart of hearts think this is a good plan for someone to allow someone or to introduce someone to a company that specializes in establishing lines of credit for people that cannot qualify for them as it stands. Okay, that, there's no logic in that. So let me read you an email. I took out the company names and the person I, the, the person's name, I changed the names to basically make people little more anonymous, okay? So let's start with, my name is Blank. I'm the assistant for our COO, Blank. For eight and a half years, Blank's been creating profitable affiliate relationships by reaching directly out to, or reaching out directly to see other successful experts, YouTube channels, just like what you're doing now. Blank has done over 50 podcasts and YouTube interviews and presented on hundreds of webinars in the last eight and a half years as our COO. This is literally the one in a thousand pitch emails that will actually be worth your time and will bring you a $1,000 per sale affiliate commission. You read, that's right. You heard it right. $1,000 sale affiliate commission. Keep reading. We would not have chosen you if this was not the perfect fit for both of us. We pay other affiliate partners in your space thousands each month. Okay. That's interesting. Upon careful review of the YouTube channels that I've, That have the absolute most synergy and commission potential blank asked me to reach out to you amongst just a few other channels in your space whom we classified and deemed as perfect fits for an affiliate relationship yeah i'm sure perfect fits i'm I'm so honored that you found me a perfect fit how about that maybe it's because i have a very loyal audience and people know like and trust me because i don't blow smoke up their ass because I don't sell them a bunch of bullshit they don't need. And when I do have an aff- affiliate type arrangement available for them, I'm also a user of the product, I believe in the product, and I disclose up front that it's an affiliate relationship, unlike, ladies and gentlemen, a ton of my peers. They're actually not even having the, the, uh, the integrity, in my opinion, to disclose that this is an affiliate relationship, that they stand to make an affiliate commission off of this. It matters to a lot of folks. And it's the right thing to do to disclose it. It's just how you do good business in today's day and age. Maybe I guess people don't believe that anymore. Anyway, it goes on and says, we have blank positive reviews online. We're an Inc. 5000 list, I bet you are, uh, four years in a row and have lots of generously paid affiliates. We generate, here's here's a clincher, we generate $15 million per month. You can receive a $1,000 commission per sale. All you need to do is the video interview for your YouTube channel and possibly a webinar to promote it to your list. One of our affiliate partners makes an average of $40,000 a month for the last two and a half years, totaling in $1.3 million in commission. I could prove this and I would love to. This is a highly profitable relationship. There is an understatement. We would not be reaching out to you if we did not see your potential to earn thousands a month each month in commissions like tons of our current affiliates do. While many times we do podcast or YouTube videos on business and re- real estate funding and related topics, what I'm most excited about right now is the amount of commission my partners are earning just from a YouTube video and a webinar. Not to mention the millions in funding we're putting into our affiliate subscribers' pockets. One of our partner subscriber base has over $80 million established. Oof. Here are some of the interviews that Blank has done in our show, and we thought that we'd like you to look at them from various areas. Influencers such as Antonio Edwards, Clayton Morris, Mitch Stephen, Chris Krohn. For 10 years, we've worked in the area of helping our partners get their clients' funding. We're the experts in absolutely leading firm in our space with the most positive reviews and reputation that really does speak for itself. Blank would be happy to do an interview Webinar, as well as a few other ways to create lead flow from your existing traffic. Well, boys and girls, there you have it. There you see it. You've got proof in the pudding right there. a $1,000 per. That's pretty generous. Here's the thing you guys, I've told you guys about uh, Terry Kerr over at Mid South Home Buyers. You go on Terry Kerr's website, as I've, you've heard me mention on the show, Terry gives a $1,000 referral fee to sell houses. Okay. A friggin' house. Okay. Out of a house he can justify a $1,000 referral fee. Because Terry Kerr at South Home Buyers is so focused on making sure the buyers get a great deal and making sure, of course, that he can maintain profitability so he can stay, keep in business. He recently sent a letter out to his affiliates, people that he's paid in the past. I'm one of them to say that, hey, guys, you know, the market's tightening. There's not a lot of resources and opportunity out there right now. We're having a tough time being able to still give cash flowing, good quality deals to our investors and pay these $1,000 referrals. So we're going to be backing off on these. At first, you you know, you know get that and you think, well, what a jerk. But then you think about it and you go, no, that's a good guy. That's a dude that is focused on making sure that he still can give good deals to the people that I've referred to him. I still in, refer Terry Kerr at, at Mid-South Home Buyers. I've always referred them and it had no nothing to do with the referral fee that was a nice bonus don't get me wrong thousand dollars is great i referred them because people walk out of there with a cash flowing asset they walk out of there with something that will help them escape the rat race they walk out of there with something worthwhile not something like a loaded crack pipe that will hook them and destroy them and destroy their financial future big big difference so the next time you hear a podcast or YouTube, or watch a YouTube video from somebody in the real estate space, or worse, go on about how wonderful this business credit is, and they start introducing these companies and doing webinars with them. Understand, they're full of shit. The only reason they're doing the interview in the first place is because they're getting, they're banking on making some of those thousand dollar referral fees. And they're gonna sit there and keep pumping their list and pumping your email list and figuring out different ways to trick you to come on a webinar so that they can sign you up for one of those $3,500 accounts. But don't worry, if you use so-and-so's affiliate link, you'll get $500 off the $3,500 fee. And don't worry, when they do get you the lines of credit, there's no interest and it won't affect your credit. I'm going to go back to what I started with in the very beginning of this episode. The very first part, when I talked about false or misleading information, ask yourself this question. I'm a logical guy, right? I'm not going to sit there and blow smoke up your skirt. I'm just going to have a very logical conversation right now. And I want you to think about this for a second. How in the hell does somebody that has no credit or a business that has no credit, no net worth, no cash in reserves. Hell, just got formed an hour and a half ago. Get a business credit card. I'll tell you how. By misleading information, by creating files that, that didn't exist, by creating a payment history that didn't exist, by backdating the time a corporation went into effect. That's one of the little glitches, by the way, I've been doing my research. They actually backdate your, your LLC or your corporation to make it look like you've been in business a lot longer. My favorite part is when they actually have you uh, go through and sign a a power of attorney because that way they can, and I'm going to read this to you here real quick. This comes from a blog post I read uh, where this kid went through the process. Okay, and you can tell that he's obviously not very experienced in life just by listening to this thing. But it goes on the sign up. As I mentioned earlier, we had an affiliate link, blah blah blah, that saves you five hundred dollars off their offer for the thirty nine ninety seven fee. When I signed out, I filled the prompts and link and gave, and then worked directly with the staff to set up a consultation the consultation meeting. They pulled my credit and said it looked like something fishy came up. Had to pay medical bills, yada yada. Had my wife fill out the prompts for her pre qualifying link and the rest of the process, and they primarily used her information for the applications interesting why would they only use hers during the consultation we determined that for our such was best for our situation to use a mixed application approach which means we applied for both business and personal credit cards but i thought these wouldn't affect your credit rating huh i guess they would after all but you've already paid the $3,500 so what could go wrong my wife had <laughs> my wife doesn't have a business in her name so they set her up with a sole proprietorship for free so that they could apply for business credit cards on her behalf. Well, there you go, folks. How's that work exactly? How does a bank give a credit line to a brand new entity? After the consultation, they sent us a few emails requesting certain items to be uploaded and an application to be filled out via their online portal. The application asked some basic financial questions and then their system prompted us to upload a signed copy of the Power of Attorney so they could function as us legally, both with applications and with negotiations. That's terrifying to me. So you're giving a company power of attorney to actually to complete financial applications on your behalf. Boys and girls, do you see the red flags waving here? This is like the red flags are waving so fast, they're actually smashing you in the head right now. Okay. All you can see is red because your forehead is bleeding from the flag whipping you in the face right now. That's what's going on. Blank functioning you is a hundred percent functioning as you is a hundred percent ethical, he says just as long as you agree to give them power of attorney. How's that work? How is it ethical? It may be ethical for you to give them power of attorney, but that doesn't mean that they're going to act ethically. And how do you ethically, get, how do you give information to a credit card company saying, I don't have anything. I have, we're a brand new entity. We started yesterday. We don't have anything. Give us a credit card. And then suddenly they do. Well, the, how that happens is the company obviously is giving them information that let's just say probably isn't 100% ethical i would assume maybe i'm wrong maybe in fairy dust land that total strangers give money to each other with no lines of credit no established credit history no business history how probably don't even address what could possibly go wrong yeah that happens all the time it's like what is it those those nigerian princes that you know they just need a funding fee for me to release my millions hmm. it goes on to say they 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 take handling the communication with the bank so seriously that they discourage us from answering any calls or responding to any emails that come in from the banks. I find that highly suspicious. In one of the emails they sent me after the consultation, they attached several items that covered an overview of their plan for my wife and I and the options on how to use our credit lines after the first round of applications was complete. I mean, this goes on and on and on and on. Am I the only one that smells something dirty or rotten? And I'm not saying the person that is actually applying for it. They're just young and probably don't understand what the hell's going on in life. And can't see the forest through the trees, but does anybody else smell something odd here? Is it just me? And then he goes on to say, "We let them do their thing, yada yada yada. Fifty-five days, we got zero interest. Credit cards came in the mail. We got these five credit cards. Total available balance was thirty-four thousand nine hundred. So, in summary, with the help of blank, I turned thirty-four ninety-seven investment into a thirty-four thousand nine hundred at zero interest in fifty-five days." Um, No, what you turned it into is a line of credit that you have to pay back and you have to do it quickly because zero interest is going tick tock. It gets better. You went on to buy real estate and I can't wait to hear how this all turns out. But (laughs) guys, this just is ridiculous. Come on. Well, it gets better. It gets better. Don't just hang up yet. I can't believe it gets better. It does. Let's go on, shall we? Oh, let's go on. This is great. So let's talk about false or misleading information because we know that, logically speaking, I'm not, I'm pretty convinced that not every company out there is giving a hundred percent factual data to the credit card companies hundred percent of the time because I know that banks don't give money to people that are unqualified. That's just welcome to America. That's how it goes. Banks only give money to people that don't need it. Right? Fact. Okay. So here we go. This is a blog that came from, I'm reading for you now, from creditcards.com. And it goes on to say, this is a cautionary tale to keep in mind the next time you're filling out an application for one new credit card. Once upon a time, not very long ago, 2012, by the way, there was a man named David P. Gaylord who lived in Rochester, New York. He allegedly inflated his reported income on three credit card applications. Now lots of time hangs over him up to 90 years in the slammer if he's convicted. The U.S. District Attorney Tiffany Lee, who was prosecuting the case, said it's not a good idea to lie in a credit application. No kidding, sister. Even slightly embellishing your, your reported income can get you prosecuted, prosecuted under federal bank fraud statutes. This penalty is up to 30 years in federal prison and a fine of up to $1 million for each instance. Now, that's each instance. So if you do three credit card applications, that's 90 years in prison and $3 million. This was uncovered by a bankruptcy judge who is handling this real estate agent's bankruptcy isn't that interesting? It was discovered that he did not qualify for the credit cards in the first place based on his actual income. So let's rehearse for those who aren't paying attention. Those are in the back row. This means that the guy went out and applied for credit that he couldn't afford by, ooh, I don't know, embellishing his income. And before you say it, well then in this other case the company would be doing it for me, therefore oh, it's not my fault. I call bullshit on it's not your fault. You gave them a power of attorney to effectively lie on your behalf. When you give them a power of attorney, you imply responsibility for whatever is in the application they submit for you. I am not an attorney. That is not legal advice. And I guarantee you that if you went in front of a judge, the judge would agree with me. The judge would say, well, you signed the power of attorney, dipshit. Therefore, you're responsible for whatever's on the application. So suck it up, buttercup. Click, click. up. Uh, bye bye. So I researched this a little further, boys and girls, and it went on to talk about, it was a, this that was pretty much the end of the article. I did a little little research, went on FBI.gov, and lo and behold, U.S. Attorney William Hochul announced today, and this is back in 2012, that David P. Gaylord of Rochester, New York, who was convicted of bank loan application fraud, was sentenced to time served and five years release in order to pay $46,000 in restitution by District Judge Charles D. Suragusa. U.S. District Attorney... Uh, Tiffany Lee, who handled the case, stated that in 2006, while reserving in the Western District of New York, defendants submitted various credit card applications to Advantacorp, Bank of America, and First Federal Credit Union. Gaylord knowingly provided false information regarding his income to obtain lines of credit from the banks and credit unions. The defendant indicated that his income was anywhere between 90 and 122 when in 2006, he reported to the IRS that his income was approximately 12,488. Great dipshit, now he got tax fraud too. Gaylord ended up leaving outstanding balances on the various lines of credit and filed for bankruptcy. Well, let's go back to the original reason why you would be even interested in getting a business line of credit in the first place. Cause you got no dough, bro. That's why. If you don't have no dough, bro, you need to figure out how to go get more dough that doesn't involve borrowing it, okay? You have to go earn it. That's with an E, E E-A-R-N, earn the money. I know this is a very difficult concept for some folks listening to this podcast. I know the rest of you get it, but good gravy. Do not go out and get yourself in financial hot water over these business lines of credit. Do not let people talk you into doing these business lines of credit so that you can invest with them. That's the other popular scam that I'm hearing now. Well, I got these business lines of credit and then I I invested with this flipper. And the flipper destroyed all these houses and now I'm in deep trouble and yada, yada, yada. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, come on. This is basic stuff. It's very, very basic stuff. But I wanted to spend my birthday, spending time with you, making sure this is my birthday gift to you. It's called reverse gifting. This is my gift to you, giving you this information. So I hope that none of you call me in six months or a year and say, hey, Tyler, um, whoopsie doopsie I kind of did that business credit thing even though you told me not to and now I owe $150,000 and what do I do because oh my god they're calling me non-stop and I think I'm going to go to jail and I kind of embellished on there it's not my fault and all that good stuff you know what I'm going to say I'm going to say run 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 just run go to Mexico hide in a cave do something but run because they're going to get you don't let them get you It's easy to make money if you let it be, folks. Have a great week. Catch you up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to cashflowguys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.